Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Welcome to The World in 10. It's your daily roundup of the biggest stories from across the world, written by our correspondents and contributors at The Times of London. I'm Jenny Barsby. And I'm Nick Ellaby. Coming up on today's podcast, why is Rishi Sunak avoiding Ron DeSantis? Plus, why coronation invites are causing controversy and Emma Raducanu's spectacular fall from grace. First to the States and the man trying to usurp Donald Trump as the Republican Party's nominee for the US presidential election next year. It's Ron DeSantis, of course, and he's on a world tour. But the UK leg isn't exactly what we think DeSantis was after. More on that in a second. Florida's governor is visiting Japan, South Korea, Israel and now the UK, he says, to promote Florida's economy. But the real reason is an effort to boost his foreign policy credentials. It's very useful to get clips of him with world leaders, um, introduce him on the world stage. It plays well back in the US. It's, it's something that presidential candidates have done many times in the past, although it has to be said that DeSantis is doing this somewhat earlier than previous candidates. That's the Times policy editor Oliver Wright. Oliver told me the problem is that UK Prime Minister Rishi Sunak seems to be avoiding a link-up with DeSantis for now. Both sides are being very coy about what discussions were had about a meeting. Um, Downing Street says that unfortunately Rishi Sunak isn't going to be in London so won't be able to meet him. Instead he's meeting with the Foreign Secretary James Cleverley and he's also meeting with the um, International Trade Secretary Kemi Badenoch. But I mean, one thing is interesting. He has met with the prime ministers of Israel, Japan and South Korea on his previous legs of the tour. So it is quite notable that he isn't meeting with Rishi Sunak in the UK. Do we know why Rishi doesn't want to meet him or isn't making more of an effort? It's a difficult balance if you're prime minister or you're the diplomats advising the prime minister. It is a very bitter Republican contrast. Um, DeSantis is quite significantly behind in the polls from Donald Trump. Uh, Donald Trump is a man who... UK knows is well used to holding grudges and it's a bit of a risky thing does he really want to be seen to be publicly endorsing DeSantis or is it better at this stage just to see how things play out in the US and see who becomes the eventual nominee for the Republican Party. So Nick is not exactly a snub. No I think Rishi's just trying to be a little bit cute before the Republican Party decide who they're putting up for the US presidential election. (laughs) 
now we turn to King Charles III's coronation, which is happening on the 6th of May. If you didn't know, of course. Today, though, was a big day in that invitations to world representatives have gone out and they've caused a bit of a stir. Today's Times discusses two controversial figures who will be attending the state event. And Nick, one guest has accepted in a move described as unfathomable 25 years ago. Yeah, Sinn Féin's leader in Northern Ireland, Michelle O'Neill, Irish Republican, who is vice president of the party and also attended Queen Elizabeth's funeral, said she hoped her presence would help to build good relations between the people on these islands. However, a more controversial guest is China's representative, the country's vice president, Han Zheng. Times reporter Charlie Parker told me why. Han is um, considered by some to be the architect of China's crackdown on freedom in Hong Kong. He was appointed deputy to President Xi Jinping in March, and this was after spending years in charge of Hong Kong affairs for the Chinese government. He's also well known for triggering Hong Kong's widespread pro-democracy protests in 2009 by proposing an extradition bill that uh, effectively threatened to give authorities the power to send Hong Kongers to trial in mainland China. Um, And this itself uh, prompted protests, um, uh, widespread protests around um, Hong Kong, which then led to China introducing a rather draconian um, bit of legislation called the National Security Law that made it easier to prosecute protesters and ultimately uh, reduced Hong Kong's autonomy. Um, so it was on hand's watch that thousands of protesters were arrested, many were injured and some were even shot and killed. Um, and in response to all of this that went on, the UK um, offered visas to millions of Hong Kongers to sort of give them a, a, essentially an escape route from um, you know, a city that, that was effectively losing its freedoms. So he's a controversial figure and there has been quite a backlash. Mark Clifford, the president of the Committee for Freedom in Hong Kong Foundation, described it as a slap in the face for Britain to host a man mm-hmm. who had helped, as he says, to destroy one of the freest and most uh, prosperous cities in Asia. Um, he said that there are now four, 1,400 political prisoners in Hong Kong compared to none when Han Zheng took over the role. And he said that that, that alone should give Britain, the British government pause um, when considering who's on the list. The UK Foreign Office has responded, saying it's extended coronation invitations to all heads of state of countries with which the UK has full diplomatic relations. But the Chinese government ultimately decides who represents Xi Jinping. So I'm here on floor 11 of the news building. Everyone's beavering away on tomorrow's copy. I'm with Susie Jagger, Foreign Deputy Editor. Susie, what's coming up tomorrow? We have a Spanish bullfighter called um, José de la Puebla um, and his performance uh, yesterday in Seville has landed him a place in bullfighting history because he's won an honour that has not been granted for more than 50 years. Uh, He won a standing ovation in the stadium in Seville and the president of the stadium awarded him, as normal, the animal's ears um, but also the tail, um, some I find pretty gruesome, um, and and uh, even left-wing media have described his performance a thing of beauty. Um, youngsters now are the biggest growing um, section of the Spanish population um, who are interested in bullfighting.
The fall from grace of the 2021 US Open tennis champion Emma Ranacanu has the Times sports desk concerned. Yeah, she's now going to need a wild card to play at Wimbledon this summer. She's just dropped out of the world top 100 after a career high of 10 last year. Mm. Here's Times tennis correspondent Stuart Fraser. Things have been going south for a while, sadly, with Emma Raducanu, and she's dealing with wrist pain at the moment. But I think there's a lot around her needs uh, sorted out as well. And I think some time away probably would be good for her. I, I would suggest skipping the, the clay season now. So it's interesting, Nikki said, a lot around her needs sorting. What does he mean? Sounds a bit cryptic, doesn't it? In Stuart's piece on the on the Times website, he asks why Emma Raducanu's dad, Ian, is so closely involved with her. But even the tennis journos don't know how much of a front seat he takes. There's also Raducanu's carousel of coaches and all her sponsorship commitments. She's got a portfolio worth £15 million. Wow. Now, Stuart's saying whoever's managing Emma needs to take a bit of responsibility for her recent dip in form. But more concerning, maybe, mm. is her mood. The tour, we know, can be a really lonely and pressurised environment. We've seen US star Naomi Osaka struggle with the mental pressures, taking time out. This week, the usually ebullient Emma Raducanu gave a terse 58-word press conference, and that was to 16 questions at the Madrid Open. We've got a little bit of it here. Okay. If I be the journalist, Jenny, you be Emma Raducanu. I'm going to be Emma Raducanu for the first and only time I think I ever will be her. Here we go. Give people a flavour. So here's a question. I guess it's possible you could play Jodie Burridge if she won today. She's one of your friends, isn't she? Yep. So it's nice to see her kind of on the up? Yeah, of course. Do you want to say anything about Jodie? We're, tr- we're trying to manage an interview here. Yeah, I like her. You like Jodie? Yeah, good player. Anything about her climbing up the rankings? It's great. You're not making this very easy. Is this deliberate? You don't want to make this too easy for us. No. And then the uh, women's tour invigilator comes in, just says, I think we'll leave it there. Wow, it was a really, really good interview. <laughs> yeah, a bit, bit, bit of a shame, really. So, you know, I hope she's all right. Here's uh, tennis correspondent Stuart Fraser on what could be next for Emma. There might be an initial bit of frost that might linger for a little while. It's probably not the best way to handle something like that. Um, perhaps, in, in this instance, the player... Uh, might be better advised, you know, stepping back and, and turning down that opportunity if she wasn't in the right mindset to do that. But she is very savvy for a young person. And I suspect that, you know, come the grass season, when she's appearing in front of a larger groups of journalists in home soil, I think normal service will be resumed. Good pun, though, from Stuart. Let's hope normal service will resume and Emma Raducanu aces the grass court this summer. Yeah, let's hope so. We do love a bit of Emma. We really do. And that's it for today's World in 10. We're back tomorrow. 